Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we have a topic that might apply to a couple parents who listen to this. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, we want to talk about how to have patience with kids. Mm-hmm. You think that's relevant, Bethany? Every moment of every day, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that? Well, because uh, they test us, they push our buttons, they move slow, they're untrained, they're not saved. There's lots of reasons. <laughs> to name a few. And we are sinful, so yeah. we, we want to move quick and fast and do what we want to do. So That's right. Well, we were looking through prayer requests for the ministry, and uh, we saw a recurring theme, yes. safe to say. Uh, and the key word in this recurring theme was patience, dealing with kids. Seriously, every other or, or sometimes two or three in the same small group was, please pray for my patience with kids. And it was just like screaming out at us, this is what is going on. This is what's needed. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned our personal experience. We can testify f- firsthand yeah. that this, this is a relevant issue and yes. one that deserves some time for us to think through, process. And uh, really what we're going to do on this episode is propose uh, several ways to develop patience toward your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just start going rapid fire here because yeah. we have a lot. We have a lot. <laughs> and it's not exhaustive, I'm sure, but no, it's we not. have a lot. Uh, so the first proposal that we want to suggest if you want to have patience toward kids is to adjust your speed as you go about life. Uh, kids just maybe don't move as fast <laughs> as you do as an adult, as a parent. Yeah. I like to reminisce about when we would want to go somewhere before kids and you just jump in the car and you literally, you know, get your shoes on, grab your purse and you jump in the car. I mean, it can be a minute process. And now jumping in the car is like 20 minutes prep sometimes. I mean, just the kids just, they get distracted, they move slow, they don't know how to do things. And if you expect the same speed that you can do something that that they can also do that same thing as just as quick, then it's going to be frustrating. And I find myself, because I'm like, bing, 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 like I'm like, let's go, let's go, to be struggling with a patient attitude when they're like molasses. It feels like they're molasses. They're just like, as slow as possible. I mean, it's like, hey, everyone, all right, get your shoes on and let's go to the car. And then, you know, five minutes later, I'm like (laughs) looking at one of our daughters and I'm thinking, what? what have you done in the last five minutes? Because, yeah. and then she's looking at me like, uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. And yeah. same thing. It's like getting ready for bed at night. It's like, go, go brush your teeth and go potty. Same thing every night. Right. And by the time all the kids are done, there's this one who's still just like, hasn't even completed the first task. Yeah. And it's like, what have you been doing this whole time? <laughs> um, and sometimes all the kids, you know, they, they just move really slow. Yeah. And so it is helpful as the adult, as the parent here to adjust your speed a little bit and say, Mm -hmm. all right, I am not expecting to get into the car within the next 30 seconds and be driving, you know, within a minute. Uh, Rather, I'm going to have more realistic expectations that are slow, a, a bit slower. A bit slower, which I think leads so much into our second point, because the second one we have is stop and teach kids' fundamental skills. Like, if you're moving slow and you find that everything takes super long, sometimes I just realize I haven't trained one on how to put their shoes on, on 
how to go through those steps or to find their water bottle when we're heading out or to fill it. I mean, some of it is just fundamental skills. Like you need to prepare them so that they can move at a at a normal speed, you know. And uh, I, so I think that they're so connected there with our point too. Totally. Um, I mean, how helpful is it to sit down and teach kids how to do things? Yeah. Uh, instead of having them always need you yes. to do things for them. Yeah. So you talk about like some of the things that really cause me to be impatient really quickly mm-hmm. or tempt me to be really impatient really quickly are kids just being really needy and high maintenance yeah. and needing simple things. Right. And so you can like take a deep breath and solve that problem and you could go about your day putting out one fire after another, after another, after another. Yeah. Or you can pause and teach a kid a lesson and give them the tools to be yes. able to do that thing on their own so that tomorrow they don't ask you the same question. Maybe tomorrow they As do. they say, tomorrow maybe. <laughs> but the next week or the next month, <laughs> yeah. we're playing the long game here yes. in parenting. But the, the idea is, and there's this old picture of you know, giving someone a fish versus giving them a fishing pole and teaching them how to fish. Right. You know, uh, obviously we can give our kids fish each day, give them what they need, meet their needs constantly, mm-hmm. uh, or we can equip them with the skills and the resources to be able to do things on their own, yeah. which over the long haul is going to help um, everyone. <laughs> it's really selfishly motivated. No. We just want to, we just don't want to have to fight the temptation to be impatient. But I hear moms say, I can just do it quicker. I just know how to do it. I can do it quicker. It's over. And that's the hard part is you have to actually be more patient, slow down more in order to teach the skill. But in the long run, it pays off. And so I think it's helpful to identify what can my kid do right? What's feasible if they're two, maybe they're not getting on their own shoes yet, but when can they do something? And then how can I break it down, help them, and then start releasing my responsibility and expecting them to do that. So it's, it's helpful in the long run, but it requires right. more patience in the short term, right? At that, those next few days or a week or whatever to teach them. Yeah, that's really good. And, and what you said there was really important that uh, it's got to be scaled to where they're at. And you're right. going to be really frustrated if you're trying to teach kids nine-year-old skills when they're three years old. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's teach the three-year-olds the three-year-old skills and put the time, the necessary time into giving them those resources and abilities. And a quick practical tip on that. There's so many lists out there of what kids developmentally can do online. And sometimes when I'm looking at what can my three-year-old do for chores, it's like I will even look up three-year-old chore list. Oh, Here's five things that they should be able to do. Okay, what about my nine-year-old? Whoa, like there's so many more things. So use those lists out there on the internet and books and whatever, because that, that can be helpful if you aren't exactly sure, you know? Yeah, that's so. a really good point. Okay, a third thing uh-huh. to yes. cultivating patience with your kids is just coming to grips with the job that being a parent is. Uh, you've got to embrace the role of parent. Yeah, And if you are slow to embrace or reluctant to embrace uh, your job, then you can be quickly and easily frustrated by the little demands and the little needs that are happening all day long, yeah. every day. And I think when I'm, I'm at the time, for me, the struggle with patience, the temptation is when I'm like ready to be done. It's the, you know, I'm ready to tap out from the mom job, which you never... You never clock out of that job, but I'm feeling like I need it and somebody else still needs me. 
They still want me. They're asking again. And it's like, at that point, I'm impatient with them, not necessarily because they've done anything wrong. They do have that need, but I'm just like, I'm through. So that's not the right response. Similarly, we think it's important to take breaks from your job. So on the one hand, embrace your job, yeah. embrace your role, don't be surprised with some of the challenges that come with it, and then two, be able to take breaks from some of those draining elements. And so that's really a fourth proposal is yes. get good yes. and be strategic with taking breaks right. so that you are not worn down. Totally. And because when you're worn down, that's when you're really prone to being impatient or lashing out. Yes. I was telling someone recently that I have even our, we have even our nine-year-old take a rest break. And they were so curious about that. They're, don't, they're not napping. She's not napping. But all of the kids have a rest break. And partially that's for me as well, to take a break, to pray, to regroup. But that takes some training, like we're going back to, from the three-year-old all the way to the nine-year-old of what does this time look like? What are my expectations? Let's practice it. Let's reinforce and discipline if you're not following through with the expectations. But yeah, there's got to be scheduled rest. And then sometimes I say to my loving husband, I need a rest break. <laughs> At the end, you know, right before dinner, right after, just a little break. Sometimes you don't need to say it. I and I know. Sometimes you say, you should take a break. Yeah. Well, and so that's a way that I can help you yeah. to be more patient yes. and to grow in the area of patience is by totally. giving you breaks when you need them most. Mm -hmm. And the other, you know, same goes for you to me. Right. Um, this is a way that we can help each other and you can add any any virtue to the list. And we, I think we can help each other by being strategic with that. And so um, husbands, this is a great opportunity to help your wife combat impatience by giving her breaks at strategic times. Yes, please. <laughs> All the women out there are going, please, please, yes, yes, yes. Uh -huh. So a fifth thing and uh, is really maybe a, a shift in mentality from viewing temptations to be impatient and rather viewing them as opportunities to be patient. So this is something that I challenge our nine-year-old with a lot. Yeah. She maybe, you know, will express some impatience and uh, whether it's in the car or at the house or whatever. And I will pause and I say this to her so much so that she now rolls her eyes when I say it. So you know Ooh. that you know that it's one of those phrases. <laughs> uh, I say, it looks like this is an opportunity for us to be patient. Yeah. And when you think about, you know, temptations to be impatient as opportunities to be patient, it shifts the paradigm a little bit. And instead of me trying to not do a bad thing, yeah. I get to proactively and intentionally do a good thing Yeah, by demonstrating patience. I get to do a good thing, something that the Lord wants me to do. Yeah. That's a good mental shift too, away from just help me not, not, not do that. It's yeah. like the, please don't look at that. Don't look at that. Don't do that. You know, that idea of, well, of course you want to do it as soon as you're saying, I don't want to do this. Right. But then if you're actually looking towards the right choice, then that's going to help you pursue that. So that's I right. like that opportunity. So I'm going to say that to myself. Yeah, that's right. I'll say, don't uh, worry. I'll say it you to you. You can say it to me too. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. Okay. Number six is just recognizing, maybe this is also one of those mental mm -hmm. uh, components. Um, patience is part of the fruit of the spirit. Oh yeah. And so if you're a Christian, you have patience. I but love that. Just knowing that it is in your tool belt, you do have it. And it's something to cultivate 
is maybe a helpful shift in your thinking. Right. It's the Holy Spirit is working patience in your life. So you can be a patient person if you are a saved Christian, right? Sure. It's there. And when you find yourself being impatient, maybe this is helpful for you to realize that the works of the flesh are uh, gaining some traction there in that area of your life. And uh, it's time to repent. There's a heart issue here where this godly uh, spiritual characteristic isn't coming out in the way that it should. So yeah. call your impatience like it is, sin, right. and repent of it, and really put some effort into cultivating this righteous characteristic. So helpful to call it, I'm being impatient. It's a sin. Rather than I'm getting bugged, I'm getting a little annoyed, I'm a little testy, I'm a little on edge, all those other terms that we use to just kind of excuse it away. I think when I can see that this is an issue, this is an area, God wants me to recognize it, turn away from it, and work on it. And that honors him, and that is the right way to go about growing in my patience rather than just kind of, it's not a big deal, blowing it off. Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, number seven here is to expect your kids, perhaps your pre-conversion kids, right. uh, to not have the fruit of the Spirit, uh, yeah. to not be patient. So have realistic expectations. I'm going to expect my kids to be impatient, and then I want to model patience to them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of two in one, but <laughs> I want to view my Super. role as expecting my kids to be impatient and me being the one in the relationship between the two of us, me to child, uh, that I'm going to be the one to model patience to them. Yeah. And sometimes it is an indicator as in a variety of things maybe we've talked about in our marriage where if I see something coming out in our children, I wonder, am I showing them that, that wrong attitude, that sinful behavior? Is that really a reflection of me? So Potentially, too, I think you can look at your kids and say, they really do struggle with patience. If they start saying some of the things that I, I've heard myself say out loud, I can just point back to the fact that this is something I need to work on. I need to model it because they're, they're watching me and they're copying me in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're listening to the words I'm saying, but they're also watching my behavior. And so that's, a, that's something to look at. So with what you just said, you, you can model patience, yes. and that's good, but you can also model repentance of impatience. Right. And so, yeah. you know, part of that is like, hey, kids, sorry, I lost my patience. Yeah. I was impatient with you and that was wrong. Yeah. Uh, will you forgive me? And I'm going to pray and ask God to forgive me. So there's a really good lesson there to not only model the right thing, yeah, but to model confession and, How to deal and with it. dealing with it when it's wrong. Totally. Yeah. How many more do we have? We're, we're on seven. We have two more. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. But did you want to model some patience and like <laughs> spend a little bit more time here on number eight uh, or we number can seven? Just, we can just hang out here if you want. I'll follow you. You, you seem like you really want to move this along. Well, hey, let's go. Let's get this thing done. What, I forgot. What was number one? Slow down. Slow, yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, I struggle with that more than I think. Uh, no. No, you're right. Um, okay. We just have so many. We number, don't normally have this many. Number eight is um, good outcomes do not come from impatience. Mm. So um, recognize that. <laughs> we didn't phrase that one like we phrased the other ones, but. Yeah. Well, this comes from, this point came from an example where when I'm talking with the kids, right. 
And they're frustrated because they're being impatient. The process itself, whatever they're waiting on, it actually it doesn't help at all. And that's what I try to point out. Look, we were going to have to wait five minutes in this line anyways. So you can either wait and have be grouchy about it and be uncomfortable and be mad and get in a little fight with your brother because you're impatient. Or you can go through the five minutes, right? The outcome isn't changed whether you're patient or impatient. And you can enjoy that time rather than being grumpy. So I try to point out like your impatience isn't helping that it go any faster. You're not going to go any faster. It's not going to get you anything good. It only causes you harm, right? And, right. I, and sometimes I say, well, look, I'm going through the five minute wait and I've had a good talk with this person and we've been looking at this and we, you know, whatever. It's like I can use that time wisely and enjoy it rather than grumbling through it. Totally. And I think that that's something that they need to recognize and we need to recognize that too, but that's something that our kiddos need to recognize and we need yeah. to model. And so really what you're talking about there is is seizing opportunities, to, uh, teaching moments yeah. to show them, hey, your impatience wasn't helpful here. It yeah. didn't make things go any faster. No. Now, in the moment, an impatient person is not going to want to hear that. No. But I think it's important for us to teach our kids that. And I think Alternatively, it's also important for us to teach our kids when they did do something with patience, look at how good that was. Right. And so to be able to hit kind of both sides of that. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yep. Okay. Number nine um, is and last is to recognize yeah. that cultivating patience towards kids or anything takes time. Yeah. It's not like an inst instant microwave kind of get it now uh, sort of thing. This is something that you're going to have to demonstrate patience to develop and grow. Yeah, I would love it to just be a quick fix thing. You just do something and now all of a sudden you're patient. But instead, I think God even teaches us by challenging us to be patient and we grow and then we get another opportunity to be patient and we grow. And over the course of time, we see we're more patient. Our fuse, right? The fuse of where we're going to explode, it just gets longer and longer as we practice it, as we submit to being patient, decide to be patient, work on it with the Lord, all those things. It's like, oh, I am gaining patience over time. <laughs> right. right. I thought about titling this episode, How to Get Patience and How to Get It Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it just doesn't work that way. No. As much as, as nice as that would be. No. Um, really, and if, if you think, you know, I, I need to get to this destination uh, to have patience, uh, you might be thinking about it wrong. May maybe the, the right way to think about it is to just make progress toward being more patient, being, being a patient person. Um, I don't know that this is something that you're going to arrive at and just kind of figure out and possess for the rest of your life. I do yeah. think there's a, an element of it being a journey. And so to grow in the area of patience is to take a step in the right direction. And then the next day to take another step and over time yeah. to develop more patience. Right. But it does take that step further. If you're not going to deal with it at all, like some of the things we talked about with repentance, then you're, you're just seeing it and just allowing it to stay there. So there does have to be that step forward, like what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so maybe a, a good thing to do in response to this episode is to look at that list of nine things. Wow. And consider which one is maybe the, the weakest area of, in your life. Um, actually, what you should do is um, 
highlight all the ones that your wife is is really uh, terrible at. Yeah, and then, right. And then hand them the list. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Oh, yeah. but maybe even to look at one practical thing that could help, and then one I don't know more introspective thing. Yeah, yeah. we kind of gave a, a spectrum of uh, ways to deal with this. So. Uh, talk through that with your spouse if you get a chance and uh, let's be more patient with our kids yeah yeah definitely let's do it and everything else and uh, yeah all of life well thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you next time